Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And I'm Ryan. This week we are covering Playdate news. Andy picks. And booping our way through another episode. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. With some boopity boop 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 news and notes, starting with a couple of not we effed up, but uh, I effed up. I being Ryan. And last episode, I was confused for about 90% of it. And so one of the things I was confused about was who the heck I bought Mole Mania from, which is my new favorite Game Boy game. And I bought it from Don. Don, I'm so sorry that that slipped my mind. Uh, but thank you for selling me my one of my favorite games of all time, period. Not just Game Boy game, but I, I love that game so much. Um, I think I was I just had too many stars on my eyes playing it to remember where it came from. But thank you. All good. Glad it's living a second life in your home. Yeah, me too. Me too. And, and speaking of me overlooking Dawn, um, there was a game that Dawn mentioned last time that caught me by surprise. In fact, it was his number one pick of the year for 2022. Yeah. And Dawn, when you mentioned Generations, I was... I felt so in the dark. I swear I'd never heard about it before, but it was your number one pick. And I thought, my gosh, where in the world did that come from? It was indeed one of the episodes that I was absent from. And I remember listening to that episode, but I'm pretty sure that I stopped before the end of the episode and never got back to it. And the end was when you mentioned Generations. Anyway, I have rectified that problem now and i am fully aware of generations in fact uh spoiler alert and foreshadowing there might be some it might be brought up later in the episode anyway that's it for the ryan f dot portion of the hoobity boop 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 news and notes let's move on to uh i don't know Don maybe somebody up. else let's somebody else f up. up yeah before we get to nick f up uh, i'll <laughs> So last week I said something about um, Post Hero, the next game from Scenic Route Software, taking place in front of the Generations house, and Scenic Route Software commented on Twitter, to clarify, Post Hero takes place in the town that Generations is in, not just the front yard. It also has quite a few cameos from other Playdate games, which I did not know about, and that is exciting. So... I am looking forward to playing it, but it is a point-and-click adventure game. <gasps> Not my strong suit. I got the, hey. uh, the smooth brain, as the kids say. So Nick is going to have to do the heavy lifting there <laughs> and stop um, working on other stuff. So Nick, when that comes out, I expect you to be my mentor and walk me through it. Will do. Yeah. Thank nice. You. Um, Pressure's on, Nick. Very exciting. Here. Point Speaking and click. of Nick's. Yeah. Oops. Mm-hmm. Yes. Speaking of Nick's. Don. Yes, uh, Facto Factor, also known as Nick F., who was the interviewee on our interview number two back in August. He gave a bunch of pro tips with Ryan. He loves crunching numbers and stats, so he took every top 10 game that we mentioned on our last episode, our best of 22, and all of the listener submissions for their favorite games of 2022, and cram them all into one big collection on itch. So now you, there'll be a link in the show notes, the Hello Playdate podcast best of 2022 that Nick compiled. And you can just go there and download all of the games that we all loved so much last year. Download them to your Playdate, sideload them real easy, and check them all out in one easy to gather list. No clicking around 15 different retailers. They're just all right there. <laughs> and the games that aren't there are the games that uh, are just thrown on your Playdate automatically every Monday. So. 
Yeah, the whole the whole gamut. So thank you so much, Nick, for doing that. That's that's really cool. Thank you for supporting us. Yeah, from one Nick to another. Great work. And Nick F, I too am a big numbers nerd. I love stats. I love seeing how numbers come together and what it means. So all that to say, thank you so much for doing this. You are a total champ. And we thank you so much for being a part of our Hello Playdate community. Speaking of Hello Playdate, well, speaking of Playdate community. Yes. This was a surprise to me. The Playdate community came together, or uh, several uh, developers, really, under the guise or under the direction of Fat Nose Games and made like a uh, soundtrack called That's What I Call Pulp. And it's like a little music player you can download for free uh, off of itch. And it's got tracks from, let's see, I don't know if the names of the games are here. But uh, games like Along Came a Spider and Art 7. Uh, you guys will have to help me out with some of the titles. Um, uh, Bubbo Collect, I think, was on there. Yes, thank you, Ryan. And uh, while Don is searching for the rest of the games, uh, there's also a trailer for this game. You can mm-hmm. go onto YouTube. We'll have the link in the show notes for today's episode. Fat Nose Games reached out to me and said, hey, it's ready now. Because I, I told him initially, hey, we're going to pull this recording date back a day or so now it's even earlier so this is like hot off the developer presses this is super super new so if you want to check this out you can go see now that's what i call pulp and if you're in a place where you cannot sideload for some reason you can go take a look at the trailer on youtube don how are the rest yes. of this list of names uh, of the games coming? <laughs> it doesn't appear to be a list, but uh, <laughs> oh, no. Distill My Beating Heart, I'm watching the trailer. Distill yes. My Beating Heart is on there. Uh, it's over six, a collection of 60 tracks, and they're teasing DLC. So if you're a developer of Playdate Software and you want your track on there, it sounds like you might just need to get in touch with uh, George Banks. Uh, it also seems known specifically as games. Pulp Games. Pulp Games, excuse me. Yes, yep. thank you, Nick. And there's two unreleased games in the trailer. I was like, this one looks really cool. I don't know what this game is. Like, we missed a couple. <laughs> but uh, they do announce that there are two unreleased games in there. So um, I messed around with it a little bit today. It's pretty cool. Like, the music player is actually pretty neat. So I want to, I don't, I don't know, find, like, a link cable or something to plug it into speakers and kind of, like, really go for it. But, yeah, uh, they were talking about how this was designed for the dock whenever that comes mm-hmm. out. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure this will be the killer app once we get that uh, killer hardware <laughs> to go yeah. with the, the play date. You can make uh, custom playlists and stuff. It kind of had like a Winamp vibe was reminding me of those days. Mm-hmm. Neat. Like, the little black and white player and stuff. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, very, very, very cool. Late 90s, early 2000s, reminiscent with the title like mm-hmm. the, the now collections. So um, just a great package all around. Very impressive. So I haven't had a chance to play around with it, but uh, it sounded like there was some cool technical effects uh, that uh, Fat Nose was able to achieve uh, with the audio in the, in the game, the app. So um, really neat. Yeah. Great idea. So mm-hmm. cool. Right on. Uh, Again, well, link in the show notes. Yes, indeed. Hey, Nick. Uh, yeah. Did you want to contribute to the apology episode for the news and notes section here with Don and I? <laughs> um, Anything that you effed up on? I, I've only effed up mainly in not being able to uh, have time to play the playdate uh, for the okay. next two episodes. But I did play a single solitary playdate game for this hey, episode. So. How fantastic. Yeah. I know what that sounds like. It's time for the boop, 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 boop in the inventory. 
Let's do it. We got our very first game on here uh, dropped while we were recording last week, as games <laughs> like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's funny is I clicked on it, and the very first line of the itch page says, if the Hello Playdate podcast guys are reading this, <laughs> my, my developer name is pronounced Annie Effiox. So Annie Effiox is the developer of SF Cave. So it's Effiox on Effiox. Annie Oh, don't mess. Don't. <laughs> don't make it worse, Ryan. I'm going to say Effiox. <laughs> Uh, uh, I guess on his next game, he can clarify if we mess it up further. But uh, yeah, you're you're bouncing your ship through someone's colon, it looks like. I guess it's a cave. And try not to hit the walls. And you you go as long as you are. It's a score chaser. So pretty cool little game. It's a name your own price. So that was that's the first game I like to mention. Oh my Um, God. I hope he includes that as part of his description now, Don. Puts that as one of the box box art uh, quotes or whatever the pull quotes colonoscopy 2.0 nick are you familiar with Waternet? uh not from the title okay I, um let me see it sounds like it might have been an old game boy color game it was on game boy color game gear master system analog pocket mega wow. duck and now Playdate. it looks a little bit like one of those pipe dream like type pipe dreams. dreams yeah yeah um, um, I have not had a chance to, to try this one, but it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's by uh, Joyrider3774. I hope I'm saying those numbers correctly. Uh, next up from Sub Robots is Pocket Pet, and that is a sort of Tamagotchi style pocket game. Nice. Um, very cool. Looks like you can feed your pet a lot of different things. It keeps track of happiness, sickness, their age, date of birth, all kinds of different things. So, um, very cool. Uh, very odd to see a color uh, image when you load up the itch page. <laughs> <laughs> very, yeah, yeah. Not just yellow. Uh, very unique. Yeah. But I like that. Uh, next one is a big one. This is from Squid God. The King's Dungeon is Metroidvania. Did you guys give this one a chance yet? Uh, um, wait a minute. Did you skip one there? Uh, did I? Formula One Game and Watch Playdate. Oh, uh, oh, yes, I did. Nice Thank catch, you. Ryan. Yeah. Hey, sorry. Oh, I got the developers mixed up then. I said Joyrider, but Joyrider, Joyrider no, made they, two games. They, they made both, yeah. I thought I clicked the, the same link twice. Wow, <laughs> this guy's an overachiever. Um, Formula Game & Watch. Is this a Game & Watch title? No, it is not. Oh. But it is done in the Game & Watch style. So, um, you know, Good luck, uh, whoever, the Joy Rider with the Nintendo uh, cease and desist that is surely coming your way with that logo. But um, it looks looks really fun. <laughs> One of my favorite handheld games was this style of game where you just, it was a Radio Shack brand, but you just drove a F1 car between three lanes. But I loved mm. it. That's cool. Um, That's cool. Looks fun. Yeah. So I'm sorry I missed that one. Uh, anyway. Squid God, The King's Dungeon, it's a tiny Metroidvania for the play date. But I watched a playthrough of this on Destination Playdate's YouTube channel. And you can do speed runs and whatnot. It keeps track of your time. And I think his mm-hmm. best time was like 12 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. But I think a first time playthrough was judged to be between 20 and 30 minutes. Okay. And you can get in there under 10 is what uh, 
um, play destination play date was saying everything's got play date in it. So I guess start to get mixed up. <laughs> um, um, anyway, all you I, do is jump. There's no combat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this looks awesome. And I just mm-hmm. want to point out that the water physics, I, I see why that was chosen as, as the gif of choice on mm-hmm. the inch page, because uh, that's really impressive. Um, just the way that the water is reactive there, even though it's a, a single line it, uh, the art style is fantastic. Great job um, programming those physics. Nice work. Very, very fluid. Yes. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing this one. This looks incredible. And of course, he did a YouTube video about making the game. Uh-huh. As, as he Dog, does. Squid Dev is yeah. want to do. So, or Squid God is want to do. So <laughs> um, that's $4, by the way. Um, Nick, next... are you going to interview Squid God? You got to get this going. <laughs> I, that is true. Um I know you don't have anything going on right now, but uh, yeah, uh, that's the only problem. But uh, yes, on on the list, I would love to. Uh, Okay, Squid God, you'll be hearing from from my people soon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up is Cosmic Strike. I kind of like the look of this one. Um, It kind of looks like you're shooting at sombreros, but they're just really uniquely designed (laughs) UFOs. It's a side-scrolling shooter. They're like these, like. I don't know. Over, was that? That's not over easy, right? That's sunny side up eggs, right? It's like a sunny side oh up God. sombrero. Done. Are you going to minimize every single game that came out in the past two weeks? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> just, to, just to go a little faster, uh, name your own price on that one. And then YO Studios, who did Ornamental last week, is doing Gone Fishing with Archimedes this week. $2. Um, the idea is you're, you got fish on this, on this uh, seesaw, and the faster you do it, the more... You can build up a combo. You dump them into a bucket. The bucket randomly moves, though, so you got to be just like in real life. Right. It's a yeah. Um, okay, Nick. Oh my God, let's let's boop ourselves out of this yeah, before this a, Don comes rough, up with another analogy for another game <laughs> from the end of inventory. It is Indie time for the Socrates. boop 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 uh, indie games of the week. <laughs> who who are we starting with, guys? Maybe we should not start. I'll go first. So I can just leave. Yeah. No. Okay. Fine. I'll take a break. Nick. Nick hasn't played a game in months. Nick, go ahead. Okay. Um. So mine is a quick one. It's called uh, Mistake or Moustake. Uh. It's about mustaches. It's by Zachary Snyder, and it's name your own price. And essentially, you are a barber, and you have to choose one of three different mustache hairstyles. And then using a pair of electric clippers, that's your only implement, I think, uh, you have to style a customer's mustache uh, appropriately uh, based on the one that they've chosen. But uh, there's like, I <laughs> can't quite tell what it is, but I think it's a fly or a bee or something that comes flying past. And if you hit it with the clippers, it explodes. <laughs> oh, and... Uh, damages the person's mustache area as well as uh, leaving its body on the mustache area that you then have to scrape off with the clippers. Um, (laughs) Huh. Yeah, very interesting. Um, And once you've finished mangling this poor person's face, uh, you (laughs) click on their portrait in the bottom right and it will grade you based on your performance, like how close you adhered to the style that they chose. Uh, there's also a little portrait thing on the left-hand side. And if you click on that, it will flash between the 
the like little magazine clipping that they chose of their preferred mustache style and uh, the horrible mess that you've been working on. Um, the speed of the clippers is real slow. So you have to be very um, precise uh, with what you're doing. Um, and it's real easy to make a mistake. Um, but that said, I've gotten somewhere in the realm of 85% is the closest wow. that I've gotten. Yes. Thank you very much. Nice. I really, yes. I uh, feel nice. like I'm prepared, uh, to, uh, style my own mustache one day if I ever am able to grow one. But, uh, until that time, um, I can just keep playing mistake or mistake. However, it's pronounced. Uh, mistake, so, mistake, because yeah. it's like mustache. Mustache. Mistake. Yeah, it's a play on words. But uh, I, I played it. I never got a fly, so now I kind of. I'm wondering if it's just certain it's styles. Constant. No, no, no. It's it's like continuous. Every uh, huh. every few seconds, a fly comes across. <laughs> Did I miss all the flies then? <laughs> it's like a. Maybe I was just going really slow or something. Huge component, or maybe it only happens if like you jam on the accelerator if you hold the clippers on oh i was not jamming i was doing that yeah you know john i think i'm in your boat i downloaded this a long time ago and played it very briefly it uh it did not hold my attention but i thought it was a really funny concept for a game and agreed i did not see a fly uh i had a heck of a time styling the mustaches Mm -hmm. and uh, so your 85 percent sounds like god tier nick (laughs) yeah superhuman today mustache uh styling yeah thank you after i saw nick added it to the show notes i played it today as a refresher and i I know i didn't hit a fly but i it's weird two things that would have helped a lot is if you push the b button and it just automatically flashes to the poster agreed that would have been a big help because you have to manually click over the poster, which is irritating. And using the crank to adjust the angle of the clipper would be really That cool. would be really helpful. Right um, now you can only keep it, uh, what is that, horizontal? Oriented. Yeah, you move it move it vertically, but the razor only stays horizontal. Right. Yeah, somebody commented, uh, you know, maybe there could be a rotation of the clippers with the crank on the play date. I thought that was a fun suggestion. Mm-hmm. This developer has made several games, and I've played. I think I played all but one of them, and they're they're all pretty cool. I, this is maybe my favorite of them. It kind of reminds me of on Mario Odyssey when you like have to make Mario's face blind. Do you remember those levels, Nick? <laughs> no, but uh, they sound fun. It's like put his eyes and his mustache and his nose on. Yeah. Anyway, there's there's a bunch of games where you do something kind of similar, but uh, I thought this was pretty fun. It worked pretty well. It just needs a little more polish or whatever uh, it's a play it's a play jam game or whatever right uh, i think it so. was a love 2d yeah like uh said submission to unofficial playdate anticipation jam uh this yeah, was... i clicked on that and i don't i didn't recognize some of the games on there so i kind of want to give them a shot yeah we'll see maybe we'll have a new game of the week next next week that we haven't heard of before there we Moustache go two stash mm. <laughs> i can see ryan's gears turning there get on it zachary snyder his his mustache twirling over there um yeah all right who's next uh next yeah i'll hop on here yeah i want to talk about treasure chasers this is not on itch so (gasps) heads up this is not on itch but it is free there'll be a link in the show notes treasure chasers is i guess it was a vita game 
Ooh. And it's been ported over to the play date. It is very, very polished. Um, he's got several games on his website here, crate.net. I hope I'm saying that right. But when uh, I think maybe Ledbetter had tweeted to him like, hey, you know, we wouldn't mind paying for this. He just said that he didn't really need to be paid for right now. And he just wanted to share it with people. So that's why he ported it over. Mm-hmm. So it won first place in some sort of homebrew contest. And I'm glad he ported it because it's a lot of fun. The idea is you're, I don't think you're a pirate, but you just, you'll go to a port, you'll sit there for a couple seconds, you'll see a little bar fill up where they're loading uh, goods onto your ship. And then you look at your map and you'll go to another dot, which is another port where you're delivering the goods. But in the meantime, pirates will start chasing you. Other ships will chase you and you'll have X number of cannonballs. Let's say four number of cannonballs and you can shoot at them. And it's very rudimentary. You just turn the side of your ship and just kind of shoot out at them. Um, you use the cranked turn. And then I think you hold up to accelerate on the um, D-pad. And there, most of the maps that I've seen are made of islands with small channels between them. So you're kind of... You're not really going to get swamped by a bunch of ships. But they'll be in a, like a line chasing you. And it's easy to kind of uh, leave them and like hide. Or dodge them i should say and there's other traps and whatnot like whirlpools and stuff in the water but for the most part you're just dodging other pirate or you're dodging pirates so if you do a good job about running them you can drop off your treasure and then you'll get a certain number of points for dropping off your goods you make it to another port you look at your map again look make it to another port but while you're looking at your map the game does not pause so if a if a pirate's coming at you you just got to kind of look at the map real quick and make your way over on the fly um, so it's a little frantic. The map is very small because the playdate screen is very small, but you kind of get used to it after a while. And watching the destination playdate video on this game kind of helped because there's a giant cross on the screen and that's your location. And I never put that together that that was my location. I just was looking at the bodies of land and knowing kind of where my ship was. Um, anyway, that's a, that was a big pro tip. But it was fun with Ledbetter in the uh, in our Discord channel kind of throwing out his high scores because then I had something to shoot for. So every once in a while, I would pick up stuff at a port and then like a split second later, it would be ready for me to pick up again. So I could just pick up more stuff right at that same port. And you can pick up as much stuff as you want before you deliver. But if a pirate sinks you, then you lose a lot of stuff. So it's a little bit of a risk reward. Also, the only way to get more cannonballs is to pick up uh, like barrels of cannonballs floating out in the ocean. And so if you use all your cannonballs and you're getting chased, you're kind of out of luck. So you'll just have to be good at avoiding pirates. Sometimes I would float around for a couple minutes and not really see any cannonballs to refill my supply. But again, that kind of made it more exciting. Like, oh, I really got to watch what I'm doing. I really got to find the, the quickest path from point A to point B. It's just, it was a real short gameplay loop. My longest game was easily less than 10 minutes, but most games were, I guess, around five minutes. Um, really fun score chaser. Great art, great music, great polish. So highly, highly recommend checking out Treasure Chasers. Looks really cool. And uh, Don and I were just talking about pirates before the show. So I went ahead and uh, sideloaded that while you were talking. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, find an extra five minutes to give it a shot. <laughs> Nice. So I think there's a screenshot of the map scene that you were talking about, and it does look like the map is very small, but you said you found it useful once you got the hang of that? 
Yes. Yeah, the map is pretty vital. You just have a little flashing pixel of where the port that you need to deliver is hmm. and the port the ports you can pick up. When you're in, when you're near them, you can see because there's a big arrow pointing at them. But when you're not immediately on the screen with them, um, you have to navigate through the islands. It's not that hard. It's not a very large map or anything. I mean, hmm. the, the play space is not very large. But then also when you when you finish, I guess the level, you'll move to a new play area with a new map, which is pretty neat. I've only made it to a couple, but um, you know, I want to keep playing. Obviously. Yeah, it looks really incredible. I can't believe he's just given this away. <laughs> I would yeah. probably pay for this game, uh, even just by the looks of the screenshots here. And after your description, I gotta, I gotta download this thing. Give it a try. Looks very cool. It really feels like a season game, hmm, one of the season wow. games. And That's all, praise. All, he also has the uh, the file for the Vita on there. So if you want to download it and play it on your Vita, you can do that Neat. as well. Wow, very cool. I think you have to have a uh, jailbroken Vita, right? Oh, um, I wouldn't know, Nick. I don't know about any of that stuff. I, th- I think so. I don't think you can just load homebrew Vita oh, stuff okay. without having a jailbroken. But I'm not sure. Never tried. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm not sure either. Um, oh, I, w- I also want to mention that the like title card is really cool. It's a really cool animated title card. It shows like a cannonball blasting and stuff. Anyway, when you download nice. it, check it out. It's kind of a big file. I want to say it was like 50 it's megs, 36 which is megabytes. Huge. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's massive for a play date game. Yeah. But uh, that's a lot of one bit graphics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what how, I was going to ask you guys do, are you big on the wrapping paper and stuff? Is that something you look forward to when you download uh, yeah, games? Yeah, definitely. When I make a game, I'm, I'm going to spend some time and make sure that that's a cool little unique thing i think it's cool. a neat neat uh uh thing that lets you anticipate uh a bit the game that you're about to unwrap i think it's uh, a nice little touch yeah it's a nice level of polish when you see something that is unique to the game uh it kind of lets you know okay the developer has probably left no stone unturned if <laughs> there's like mm-hmm. custom wrapping paper to it it's not to say that if it's not there the game's not gonna be pleasing but uh I agree that it is nice to see that customization where you can put it. I always feel like when I see it, I'm like, okay, I'm getting into something good when I see yeah. a custom yeah. wrapping paper. My game's going to be just that wrapping paper, All no wrapping actual paper. game. It'll just crash your play date when you try to open it. Um, Make it make like a wrap seven or something, just an art seven, <laughs> but a gallery paper. of all the wrapping papers. I've been taking pictures of all of them the whole time. I keep meaning to upload them to the wiki, but nice that's cool okay ryan okay uh my turn so hey everybody if you fell asleep like i did on episode number whatever that was guess what game i'm choosing today it's generations by scenic route software this is a 4.99 game and worth every penny um i have been addicted to this game for the past week or so i i downloaded this i've been playing it my son has been asking me to play it and i was like i'm i'm right in the middle of a game let me let me finish this up and i was in a game i was playing off and on for two days straight i love the fact that you can put a few minutes into this turn off the play date come right back to where you were and then sort of allow some time to get your head into the thinky space that you need to be in to solve these puzzles. Um, So 
in case anybody missed the Dawn generation episode like I did, uh, essentially you are assembling portraits of family members on the wall and you start out with a stork that if you match three, then it evolves into a singular baby portrait. And if you match three baby portraits, then that morphs into a toddler portrait and then a child and then an adult and then an elder. And then when you match three elders, then you have a generation. Um, You get points each time you're uh, matching three, essentially. There's a limited amount of space and the the play area is really brilliantly designed. It's a living room and you have a couch in front of you and essentially the portraits are hanging on the wall. Um, the portrait that you are going to play is on the couch side table. The uh, portrait you're about to play is sitting on the couch and then there is a potential bonus portrait or heart on the right-hand side that uh, you can be awarded by making chains. So essentially, if one match three leads into another match three, then you can get one of those bonus portraits, which uh, are often more helpful than the tiles you are getting. Um, As you progress through the ages, uh, it becomes harder and harder to find one of those older ages coming up through the lines of tiles or portraits rather that you're given. But often those bonus portraits are the higher age portraits that you're trying to get. Um, Don, I really wanted to chat with you about this one since you highlighted this as your number one game of the year. And without a doubt, if I had played this game before we did our last episode, it would have landed in my top 10 for sure. Uh, I've been really enjoying this game. And like I said, I I was walking around a big box store with my family today and I had my play date and my son was like, <laughs> let me play, let me play. And like, I had to put him in the cart so that we could even go anywhere because he would not let go of generations. <laughs> um, so first of all, Don, what kind of scores are you getting on this thing? Because I have been playing for not very long and I don't know what a good score is. I was hovering around the thousand mark for my first several games, yeah. maybe first three, four, five games. And then something clicked where my next game was a total breakout of like 9,000 something. Um, I, I can't recall exactly what the score was, but you know, in that vicinity. So what kind of scores are you getting? And do you have any strategies on this game that I might not be thinking about yet? No, I'm no game master like you, Ryan. My my best scores the are game all game master. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm not I'm not good at games. Like I, you you play a game and you figure out all the quirks. That's not me. Like I I play to relax. My best scores are like around six thousand, like the high five thousands, which I know you're past that. Those are my highest scores, and I definitely have rounds where. I feel like a flow where I just am getting it and I'm getting the flow chasing around the map. And then I have ones where I just kind of hit a wall early on and I'll, I might get like 1100 or something. You know, I kept thinking that and I was wondering if that 9,000 point game of mine was a total fluke because I could see how if particular tiles were not dispensed mm-hmm. at an appropriate time, you could really get yourself locked up on that wall of portraits. But I guess that's where the bonus portraits come in handy um you know every once in a while you'll get so on 
the Dawn Generation episode, he mentioned the fact that there are a couple of different hearts. One is a plus heart and one is a minus heart. The plus mm-hmm. heart can age a portrait to the next uh, age level and a minus heart can completely delete a portrait from the wall. So both of those are quite helpful. But when they were initially appearing, I was not aware of what they were doing and nor did I know how to use them. And I'm like, Don, what's going on here? I'm kind of confused. And he said, uh, RTF itch page. And so I did, I went and read the itch page and, (laughs) and that was super helpful. So go do that if you download this game. (laughs) And, uh, it really demystified quite a bit for me. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. Don, do you want to jump in here for a second? Even yesterday when you were playing more and kind of asking me about it, I played more uh, to kind of refresh myself. And I was having the best runs when I was spreading things out. Um, And that was one of the techniques I used that I've mentioned a few times. Um, I would, I was, it was became easier to make chains when I spread them out. When I almost used vertical slices as like the far left will be children. And then the next one will be empty. The one over would be, teens or whatever instead of trying to do them in horizontal layers or l-shaped um pieces because when you match three you get a a match whatever but when i did those horizontal ones i would i would almost always i could put two at the top two at the bottom and then make like an h shape or a c shape and that would give me five collecting into one portrait so you get more points but you're also cleaning five spaces at once you're taking up five spaces. I mean, you're taking up four spaces when normally you'd only take up two. So there is a little bit more of a risk, but I didn't run into problems as fast either. So I don't know if it's just the early game is more generous with giving you matches. And so you're building up generations. Maybe you got to take advantage of it early or something. I'm not sure what the randomness is like you were saying. And I would also say the end table bonuses like, don't be afraid to use them. Use yep. whatever's on the other end table. Just use it when you need to. Don't yes. save them. Yeah, I, I totally agree on that last sentiment. Uh, I'm I'm very interested in the potential of placement of portraits. So uh, I've found myself trying to really consolidate as much as possible. Yeah. Like I'll start out with, you know, the storks and the babies and et cetera, and try to keep uh, advancing them in a very tight area, like as tight as I possibly can. And I found that these little L shapes work nicely to do that. And I'll be able to chain generational, uh, uh, advancements. Uh, I'm struggling with words here. Yeah. Um, if, if I can get those little L shapes going in a very tight area, um, occasionally I'll do like vertical elements or occasionally horizontal, but I haven't had enough time on the game to say, oh, okay, if I do strictly horizontal placement of these images, then that's going to allow me to chain together more easily moving into the future or vertical or L shapes or what have you. Um, but I love the fact that you're talking about, okay, if I spread these out and then I place something in the middle, I can make sort of an eight shape, which gets me like five rather than three chained together. Or I've even got a chain of six at one point by some diagonal placement and then a final placement in the middle. Hmm. Uh, regardless, um, it, it's it's interesting to think about that risk reward where you can get rewarded by higher points for putting you know a higher combo together when it 
advances to the next generation. But at the same time, like you said, it's occupying a lot of area at the same time. And as you progress further into the game, I feel like that gets more and more risky because you have typically a less and less clean wall of portraits to work from as you get further into the game. So like occupying five or six spaces waiting for one generation to advance, um, I feel like is a a pretty big risk. Maybe not as much so at the beginning of the game. Maybe that's the time to do it. But, But yeah, lots of interesting strategies and ways to think about this game. If, if you think about it, when you said you're clustering as tight as possible, that's what my gut said to do. But when I do that, I really only have like one or two spots I can move into when I cluster s- small L shapes. So if I'm going uh, in vertical slices of three, everything stays really tight. But if I think of it as horizontal planes of six, three rows of six, then I have a lot more room. And when I started thinking like that, that's what was giving me longer plays yesterday. That's when I sort of clicked is like, oh, I have three long rows. That gives me a lot of space if I had three long rows as opposed to all these short little rows of three. Hmm. I started having a lot more better rounds. I Last night, I didn't. That's just when it started getting dark. When it gets dark, I lose my momentum playing play date in my house yeah. when the sun goes down. But uh, yeah, it hit like six o'clock or so. And I was like, oh, I'll put this down. But um, anyway, I do want to. I would do want to try that, explore that option a little bit more with playing long instead of uh, vertical. Yeah, yeah. I I just feel like this game has really long legs. Like yeah. I could play this a lot and try to play it in a lot of different ways and not get tired of it. It's also the kind of game where, like, I don't know. In our 40s, in my 40s, I feel like I'm slowing down and like I'm not the platformer kid like I used to be. I'm, I'm still trying to convince myself I am. But if I'm honest with myself, I'm, I'm slowing down. And this game was just like a perfect go at your own pace. You can cruise. You can plunk down blocks to your heart's content really quickly. Or you can take some time and be cerebral with it as long as you want. And there's no time limit to it. Uh, So I didn't feel rushed to make things happen. That was a really enjoyable part of this for me. Like I said, I literally played a game over the course of two days. It was like five or 10 minutes at a time, click it on, turn it off, because that's just my life as a dad. But uh, I love the fact that that's possible in a game like this. Um, Another thing I did want to mention too, that again, If you take a look at the itch page, it goes over this a little bit. But when I jumped right into it, initially, I found myself getting confused with what generation went with what. Because when we say a generation, it's not just a particular age, but they also have like a couple different genders associated with one generation. And you can match, you know, three boys or three girls or two boys and one girl. And regardless of the gender, of the uh, tiles or the portraits, you can advance that generation. So there were portraits where I felt like the little girl looked like she was in the next older generation. And I started matching up what I thought was a generation and it didn't quite work out. I'm like, why aren't these matching? But uh, Don gave me another great tip 
which again is in that former episode and I should have listened to it. But if you look at the backgrounds of the characters, the backgrounds also match. So, uh, you know, there's like a black background for the stork or a checker background for the toddler or a white background for the child or what have you. Anyway, pay attention to the backgrounds of these tiles and that can help too. And there's even a mode where you can change the pictorial generations to numbers. So you know a little more precisely, okay, I'm matching ones with ones or twos with twos or what have you. So uh, anyway, just incredibly polished. Uh, I want to thank Don so much for highlighting this as his number one game of the year. uh, Because man, it easily would have been in my top 10, as I mentioned before. So Don, thank you for highlighting this for me. Yeah, well, I'm glad you glad you checked it out. Glad you're enjoying it. Oh, I yeah. love when a game kind of comes out of nowhere and and grabs me just because somebody randomly suggested it. Um, you know, this, nice this was surprise. one of this was one of those weeks for me where you know I know that the show is coming up. And I'm like, okay, I got to go find something new to play so I can highlight it on the podcast. But like, I was playing this so much I couldn't put it down, and I, I messaged you and Nick. I'm like, hey. I know this sounds weird. You mind if I highlight generations again, because I'm just so into this game right now. So if anybody else slept on that recommendation from Don, please take it from yet another host that is urging you to go get this game. It's incredible. Like Nick. Uh, Nick, Nick, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, have Uh, you not played this? Downloaded but not played? I haven't had time. Oh my goodness. You have a treat waiting for you. I know. I'm excited. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'll have to look on the Discord on Shift, his last game. There were like two people on the Playdate Squad Discord that like figured out the secret and could get crazy high scores. And I never oh, figured out what the rhythm was. And I wonder if somebody like cracked this one too. So I'll have to look mm. and see if they had any. Um, I wasn't cool. really following the Discord when this came out. So maybe somebody cracked I, it. I did find a hidden achievement though. There's a bunch of achievements that you can get on this game but uh should i say it or should i not okay spoiler for yeah okay, go ahead yeah, go ahead i'm curious i know, I know don hates the spoilers there's four hidden achievements okay so. well i found one of them and when the cat is present if you hold down the b button you can get a hidden hmm. a, a hidden achievement occasionally a cat will cruise onto the scene of the generation's family room that you're playing in. So keep an eye out for that and then hold down the B button. You got yourself a hidden achievement. Love a game where you can pet the cat (laughs) or dog. That's what the crank is all about, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's all I've got for this indie pick of the week. Uh, I don't know. You guys have any wrap up statements or are we wrapping things up here? I think we're good. You good, Nick? I think so. All right. Well, we will be back in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for listening. You can email us, podcast at gmail.com. Join us on the Discord where you can submit high scores. There's now a channel for generations if you want to take down Ryan's high score. Yes. And high scores for many, many other games. Um, there was also there was a high score placed today for the Crank Gym. So now Pizza Deb mm. owns all three Crank Gym scores. <laughs> He's a machine. So go check out those scores. And, Time to download um, Crank Gym. Yes. <laughs> all of our uh, 
all of our socials are in the show notes. So again, thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you soon. Boop you later. Thanks everybody.